Welcome to the Cherry Hills Podcast. Thanks for listening. Well, I'm so glad that you can join us this Christmas Eve. And I want to talk to you, as you just heard read, I want to talk to you on this Christmas Eve about the Magi, the wise men, as they're sometimes called. And as I think about the whole atmosphere during the time of Jesus' arrival, I don't know if you know this, but it was actually a very dark time. It had been a long, dark time. And I think many of us feel like we're in one of those these days. But what the good news is, is that even in that dark time, God was pulling people towards himself. When Jesus arrived, God was actually directing and guiding and inviting people to come and see and meet God with us in person. And some of those people were from a far off country called the Magi. Uh, These people were called the Magi from a far off country. And so as they began to follow God's direction, Uh, As I read Matthew 2 uh, several years ago, I noticed that they did several things in that dark time that you and I can do in this dark time. And I want to share those five things with you. And I've also included uh, some pictures that I admit are a little grainy, but I still thought they had enough artistic help to help our imaginations think about the wise men. And so as we think about them tonight, let me share these five short phrases with you, things that the wise men, the magi did that we too can do. And I want to ask you to think about which one of these five would be something that you could do during this Christmas season. In the next 24 hours, what would it look like if you practiced one of these during this challenging time? So the very first one, let's dive right in. The very first one is don't go it alone. I don't know if you've ever read Matthew 2 carefully on your own, but if you read it, you'll notice that Matthew never gives us a number of how many wise men there were. Now, what have we been taught? All our pictures, our songs, all teach us that there were how many wise men? Three. But Matthew does not give us a number. Now, there could have been three, but why do we not No, why do we get the idea that there could be three? Possibly because of the gifts that were brought. The gold, frankincense, and myrrh has often made us think three gifts, three wise men. And so that's sometimes how it's developed. But here's the big idea. We know that there was more than one. Here at Cherry Hills, one of the things we're learning to do is life together. Life together with Jesus life together with one another, and life together with our community and world. One of the things I think that's happened during this pandemic is that it has shown us that life in isolation is just never going to accomplish, even for all the freedom it offers, it's never going to accomplish what we need to have happen if we're going to seriously be open to knowing Jesus better. And during this time, just as in the time of the wise men, God is looking for people that are open, who are leadable, who are willing to follow him. And part of following him is following him with others, with one another. And so I think back to how this became clear to me when I was a teenager. My wife and I had just met in high school and we were looking for ways to follow and get to know Jesus better. And so even though we went to different high schools, we arranged 
to call each other very early in the morning. We, we made sure our parents were okay with that. This was before cell phones, so the landline would ring, and we would talk with each other and share scripture with each other, and we helped each other not go it alone. And I think that there were times during this journey that the wise men made that one of them might have been discouraged, so the others helped pick them up. But Jesus said, where two or three are gathered, there I am in the midst of them. I do something uh, extraordinary when people meet together. Um, this week, our life group was just talking about how much it's helped us this past year to have each other. And so how do you practice this? Uh, do you have some friends that are pulling you towards the Lord or pulling you away from the Lord? You can make a choice this Christmas Eve to say, I'm not going to go it alone. I'm going to go with some other people who are like-minded, who also are being pulled towards Jesus and who I can help and they can help me. I'm not going to go it alone. The second thing that the wise men did is that they ask for directions. They ask for directions. We read this in Matthew 2, verse 2. Notice this. It says, um, but when they uh, came to Jerusalem, it says they asked, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and we have come to worship him. And so they actually, even though they were probably some of the wisest people from their country, they were not too proud to ask questions, to ask for directions. See, by the time they had traveled there, they were now just about 25 miles away from Bethlehem. And when they asked for directions, they learned from the Bible scholars that Jesus, the Messiah, was going to be born in Bethlehem, the town of David, some 25 miles south of Jerusalem. And so they continued on their journey, and God even helped them with that part as well by guiding them with the star. And as the star led them, they were able to follow those directions. God wants us to be people who are humble enough to ask questions when we want to know Jesus better, when we want to move towards him. I don't know where I'd be if I hadn't had people who I could ask honest questions uh, some of my skepticism or some of my cynicism or even some of my honest wanting to know over and over again, I have been so helped by people when I asked for directions or asked for guidance or asked questions of seeking. And you can do that this Christmas Eve. Do you have someone? We have so many people in our church that I know have helped people this way. And so if you don't already have a church home, know that if you became part of Cherry Hills, there would be some people that could help you. But maybe you have some of those people. And what I'd encourage you to do this Christmas Eve is just stop and thank God for those people. Uh, when they came and they asked King Herod that question, he had to also rely on the Bible scholars. And what I want you to see is that the best way to ask for directions is to open your Bible or seek him through the Bible you may have on your tablet or screen. And this Christmas Eve, say, God, guide me, direct me. But I know that your Bible can be a compass for me. Please guide me. I want to be willing and humble enough to ask for directions, just like the wise men, the Magi did. The third thing that I see in this passage that the wise men did that we can do is that they go the distance. I think if we were to ask the wise men what they probably 
uh, had to deal with, they would say it actually was a very long trip. We came from far away in the east. I, I believe we have a map there showing you that they came from what's considered now modern day Iraq. And uh, I actually Googled this. It's about at least 650 miles one way to get to Jerusalem and Bethlehem. And so they made this long journey and they didn't have comfortable cars. They didn't have really nice highways. They had roads that probably twisted and turned that went up and down, not like flat Illinois. And as they made their way, uh, they, there were probably times when they're seeking their desire to really come to know uh, this God with us, Jesus, that it got tested. Their seeking got tested. Let me just be honest with you. During this season, our character is being tested. And many times we may be tempted to quit. Uh, have you ever seen the movie called Field of Dreams? I remember when that movie first came out, I was actually living in Iowa. So we were especially happy that Iowa was referenced in that movie. But if you've never seen it, uh, there is a person that is a farmer in Iowa played by Kevin Costner. And one day as he's standing out in his cornfield, he hears a voice say to him, if you build it, they will come. And the more he thought about what that voice was trying to tell him, it occurred to him that the voice was urging him to plow under his growing cornfield and turn it into a baseball field that was well lit. He didn't fully understand why, but he decided to do that. When he told his wife and his daughter, they supported him, but they were the only ones. Everybody else in town thought he was crazy. Well, at first it was kind of exciting. And at first he wondered what was going to happen. But as time went on, he began to wonder if he was crazy. And then the bank began to warn him that they were going to have to foreclose on his farm and that he might lose his farm. And in that desperate time when he was about to give up, he heard the voice say something this time like this, go the distance. And as he began to think about that, he realized that he needed to, to wait and see what would mean. Now, I don't want to tell you exactly all how the movie turns out, but he goes the distance. And as a result, he meets people and experiences things that he would not have experienced if he had quit. And I don't know if you've ever had times in your life, maybe right now you're feeling one of those. And what I've learned is that I can't always trust my feelings. I've got to make sure I have some kind of compass, some kind of reference point some kind of way of keeping walking, continuing to walk, even when my feelings are telling me to quit. I've told the congregation this a number of times, but there's been at least three times in ministry that I almost quit. And I remember one time I was standing in our worship center singing during one of our services, and I heard the Lord kind of whisper across the ticker of my thought process, the ticker of my mind, aren't you glad you didn't quit? And I remember thinking all the things I would have missed. Friends, tonight, on this Christmas Eve, is there any one of you that's listening to me that needs to hear the Spirit whisper to you, go the distance. Don't quit. Keep trusting me. Keep doing it with other people who can help you follow me. Be willing to ask questions. Be willing to continue seeking me and trusting me. But don't quit. I don't want you to miss what I have for you. Keep going. And I hope you will. I've been praying that somehow as you listen to this message, that you'll be encouraged.
to go the distance. So don't go it alone. Ask for directions. Go the distance. And fourth, what I've noticed is that the wise men, when they got to the place where they came to meet Jesus, they bow down. So after they leave Jerusalem and they go to Bethlehem, the, Matthew continues to tell us that when they followed the star, the star settled over a house. And let me just stop and say something to you. Many times when we have nativity scenes, a crash, or uh, they often include the Magi or the wise men. And the only thing I want to say to you about it is that all the scholars, and as you read the gospel accounts, the Magi didn't show up when Jesus was in a manger. They actually came later. Most scholars believe that they started months before and did not arrive till months, maybe even a year after Jesus was born. Instead of coming to a manger, they came to a house. Instead of coming to an infant, they came to a child. And again, we read that Herod, after the Magi leave and don't return to tell Herod where they've been and where they found the Christ child, they go home another way. And Herod, in anger, orders that every boy two years and younger is to be killed because he was estimating approximately what time Jesus had been born. And so we know that the Magi came later. But when they came and saw the star settling over the house, they were filled with joy. And then they went in and they met, they saw Mary, they saw Jesus. And when they saw Jesus, the Bible says, is that they bowed down and worshiped him. Have you ever bowed down? It's a very physical thing. God often asks us to do things with our bodies. And they didn't have anybody to have to make them do this. This was something that they wanted to do. In fact, earlier in the Matthew account, they had told King Herod that they had seen his star in the east and they had come to worship him. They wanted to worship him. They wanted to meet Jesus. They were being pulled towards him and their hearts had joined in this. This was a want to, this was a get to, but they bowed down. What happens when you and I bow down? Uh, if you ever tried it, you know that really what we're trying to express is a reverence, a surrender, a dependence, a humility that says, you are the Lord, you are the king over me. And I want you to lead my life. I believe you're worthy of leading my life. And I believe that God had given them enough revelation and understanding that they saw that this was God's way of beginning to restore the world. This was God's way of bringing God with us into the world so that we could be made right with God and that we could know not only God with us, but we could know us with God. And they began to worship him and bow down. Can I just suggest this? Before Christmas is over, what if you were to go by your bedside or find a quiet place in your house and you were just to bow down? Maybe that would be good homework for you. Maybe that's something that the Spirit of God is suggesting you do. And if so, I cheer you on to do that just like the wise men did. So the last thing that they did after they had bowed down, we read in Matthew's account that they opened their gifts and presented them to Jesus. What were the gifts? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. 
And when they presented these, many times, because when we go out shopping for our loved ones, we don't look for things like frankincense or myrrh. So we have no idea what the price tag would be for those things. But you need to know that each one of these gifts was very, very expensive. They were worthy of royalty. These were gifts that nobility and royal people would give to each other or people worshiping royal families would give. And so what they're saying is, is that we want to give you these costly gifts. By the way, eventually, when Joseph and Mary have to flee with Jesus to Egypt, I believe that God had provided this as a way of helping them be able to afford that difficult trip. God was already seeing ahead and providing. But notice this, that what happened is, is that as God pulled them towards Jesus and as they met Jesus, something happened inside of them that unleashed generosity. Now, where do I get this idea, this fifth idea of give him your very best? Kind of the idea comes from an old Hallmark slogan where those Hallmark commercials used to say, when you care enough to send the very best. And I remember thinking to myself, that's right. When you care, you give your best. And these wise men, these magi really did care and they really wanted, they wanted to give their best because I think they saw in Jesus that what Christmas really means is that when we were broken and separated and in dark times, God chose, he decided to give us his very best. I have a little plaque at home that I love. It says this, for God so loved the world that he didn't send a committee. And I love that because the truth is, John 3, 16 tells us that God so loved the world that he gave us his one and only son. And what has changed the lives of so many is that he did this so that we would not have to perish and be separated from God, but that we could have eternal life, a quality of life that begins now, and we could have it through a relationship of meeting and knowing Jesus. And that's what started that day for the Magi when they arrived and worshiped Jesus. And that can happen for you and me. And this Christmas season, what would it look like if you began out of a response of God giving his very best to us? You began to say, now I want to give my very best to him, not as a way of earning his love, not as a way of somehow proving myself, but as a way of saying, thank you for giving me a gift I could have never earned myself, a gift that you wanted me to have because of your generosity. The truth is, almost every person that's ever been affected by God giving his very best to us has turned around and become a more generous hearted person themselves. And maybe you're seeing that happen. And this Christmas Eve, maybe some homework for you is what way can you give your very best? Would it be with your time or your money or acts of service? Would it affect the way you do your work or your homework or your housework or even the littlest task? When you and I realize that Christmas means that God gave us his very best in Jesus and then that Jesus gave us his very best by going to the cross and paying our debt so that we could be made right with God, that can open up a whole new life for you and me if during this dark time, we give him our very best. So I wanna show you all five of these on the screen so that you can reflect. Is there one that stood out to you? Is there one that before this 
day is over, you could actually practice? Would it be making a decision to actually go it with some other people and don't go it alone? Would it be to actually say, I'm going to ask more honest questions and I'm going to ask in order to believe. I'm going to ask in order to know this coming year. Or is it something where you're feeling like you're on the edge where you're about to quit, but you know the spirit of God is saying, I'm going to help you go the distance, don't quit. Or is it he wants you to finally surrender and bow down and worship him yourself? Or finally, is he asking you in some way to give him your very best? Because if you will, I believe that there are things waiting on the other side of those decisions that can actually give us incredible hope and lead to joy and a bright future. So thank you for making time to think about this with me. I'm so glad that God pulled the wise men towards himself and that they followed. And you and I can do the same thing. Thanks for joining us today. If you would like more information or to stay connected to Cherry Hills Church, please visit our website at cherryhillsfamily.org or follow us on Facebook.